You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I'm Kristen Maxwell, and on the show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today, I am really excited about my guest. I'm going to be talking to Scott Sunderland, and we're going to be diving deep into the process of moving through loss. What are the mind shifts and thoughts and beliefs and processes that are going to help you after tragedy? And Scott Sunderland was a successful family man and business owner when he found himself paralyzed and in the hospital. Using visualization and tuning into the understanding that he was more than just his body, he was able to move through and regain full use of his body, only to then suffer another tragic loss of one of his best friends. In learning how to move through these losses and tragedies, Scott was able to both find himself in a connection to others and now helps others to move past the limitations that stand in their way of living a life of passion and purpose. Scott, welcome to your superpowered mind. Well, thank you very much, Kristen. Yeah, so you have quite a story. Just a little one or a few, like we all do, I guess. Yeah. Yours are yours is a big one though. Yeah. Um, for sure. It is. And you know, I guess before we get into the I'm I'm always interested in the nitty-gritty of what it what are the thoughts and the beliefs that help people? What can they anchor into and know that helps them to find peace and calm in their life, whether they're actually dealing with a loss or whether they're fearing a loss. Um, But before we get into that, my first question, and that is what superpower did you discover as the result of mastering your mind? Well, I think mastering the mind is definitely um, always an ongoing process because we are just, you know, living this human experience, you know, and, um, I think that can be one of the superpowers is just understanding that you are not the voice in your head. You are not, you are not the voice of the mind. You know, we're, we're, we're more than that. We're bigger than that. Um, and I think that for me has been both a blessing and a curse because you know, you're creating it all. When, when you start to, you know, go down the road that I have, you know, it, it wasn't a choice. I guess it, I was forced into it, so to speak. Um, I learned that I am not my mind. So who am I? So then the journey starts where now I need to find out who I am. And it's been, it's been a great ride. I've discovered a lot about myself and a lot about a lot of other, you know, others that I've worked with along the way. And it's, it's really a fascinating dive into who we really are. Yes. And 
before you, you know, you had your first, um, you know, became paralyzed, had you been thinking about these kinds of questions or was this something that you was just came up when you found yourself unable to do and be everything you'd been up to that point? No, I had always known something, you know, always knew there was something. Um, you know, my mom was extremely spiritual in a universal way, not a, you know, a God way or religious way. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had the crazy ideas and everybody looked at her as crazy. And I definitely understood that. And I knew that, you know, very early on, very young, I knew I could make things happen, so to speak. Think a certain way, things showed up. And I guess it was trying to fit, which I think a lot of people, um, we find ourselves, some of us really find ourselves struggling to fit, to fit into society, to fit into this human existence in a broader term. And, you know, really, am I, am I this person? And I really did everything I could to fit. I, I was, you know, I was the, the brother, the father, the, the husband, the son. I, I was all those things. I was the achiever. I was, you know, the business owner. I was the carpenter. I was all these things, but yet there was still more. And I guess it, it really wasn't popular, this road, I guess, of, mm-hmm. you know, this spirituality of going so, so deep. And it was kind of like, I kept being hit over the head, like, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You know, you're, you're basically working us to death, meaning my, you know, my mind and my body were kind of just a runaway train. And um, finally, I think, you know, something said, okay, he's not getting the message. Um, Let's shut him down. And within two or three days, I went from an extremely healthy human being to a body that just refused any sort of input of like, move your finger, move your eyelid. Nothing really came. So it really made me sit in that um, and to really try to find out, okay, who was I three days ago? And what did I possess that I could move and do all these things, walk, run, all eat, feed myself, talk. And then suddenly now I, I don't possess that anymore. What is that? And watching people coming in and out of my hospital room that could do all that, but yet I'm disconnected from it. What is that? And that's really where it started for me. And yeah, the journey began yeah. right there. That's a lot. And, and I'm really curious to, to learn more about how you um, moved through that process. You know, what were some of the realizations you had, um, some of the beliefs that you shifted? I'm so, um, you know, this stuff is, is fascinating. Mm. And I know that you now help people with this process yourself. Um, and maybe you could tell people before we go to break, where you do that? Where can they find you if they want to to work with you? Sure. Um, we have a, I have two other partners that each 
teach um, with me. We have courses and we work with people, the three of us. So it's, and it's really impactful because they all kind of, we all kind of blend together. So um, our website is www.thefreedomproject222.com. And on Facebook, we have a private Facebook group, and that is The Freedom Project. And you can email me at scott at thefreedomproject222.com. That's great. And you also have a book, Finding Ugly. I, as I, I look, do have Yes. I do have a book, and that you can find that on Amazon. Um, and that really tells really the whole story of you know, everything I went through and how I came back to, I guess, realizing who I really was, you know, and, and going through that process. And um, yeah. Great. Good. Well, thanks. Let's hang on, everybody. When we come back, I'm going to be diving deep about the process um, Scott went through in moving through loss. Hang on and we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kristen Maxwell, and I am talking to Scott Sunderland. So, Scott, as you were lying in bed, and then also, again, after this this horrible loss of your friend in an accident, how did you keep from spiraling into just complete and total despair? Or, I mean, or maybe you did. What what happened with that? Well, I I, I definitely did. But again, um, I knew something bigger. I guess there was that thing inside me that knew more, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, when I was when I was laying in the hospital bed, um, I woke up one night and it was like this voice just spoke to me and it said, you're, what if your eyes aren't looking out? They're only looking in. And what if, you know, that everything you see is just really just inside your mind. And if we, cause the thing that was so interesting, I was working, you know, 18 hours a day and I own a construction company and I'm like, you know, I was, just working myself to death. And I was really like, I, I got to stop this. All I wanted to do, I just wanted to lay in bed. I was away from home. I was away from my family. I, I was working ridiculous hours. I was under a, a, a tremendous amount of stress. And I kept thinking, I just want to lay in bed. And here I am three months later laying in a bed and all of it was kind of falling away. And I was like, well, I asked for it. Maybe I wasn't specific enough of what I wanted, (laughs) um, but I got what I wanted. So if I can create this, 
then I can create my dream life. I can do that. And that really set me on the road. And, you know, going through that whole process of being paralyzed and, you know, not having a diagnosis, which was really huge for me. Um, and, you know, I use visualization to, you know, to, um, I guess, heal myself, for lack of a better word. And I knew that I, I was more than that. I was more than just this body, this mind. There was something more to me and to all of us. And I, I remember just, you know, coming out of that and having kind of a new lease on life, I guess you could say, you know, I picked the garden that had been overgrown with weeds. I had picked it clean and now it was, you know, a pretty garden again, but I took my eye off it. And over the, over the next 10 years, those old habits, those old feelings of not being, you know, enough, being worthy, trying to fit in, everybody's judging me, you know, all the things that we, we go through in a lifetime, um, they kind of came back. And then I'm, you know, one day I'm standing on a beach in 2012 and I'm just watching a world crash around me. And it was like, what, you know, what is this? What is happening? And why am I not listening? And, um, you know, the, the, the tragedy of that in that moment and, and the next coming, you know, really years of trying to search for what was who I was and what did I witness was really very enlightening to me because I had to go on the search for, it started off for the search for forgiveness because he was my best friend. I felt responsible. And, you know, I sat on that beach right after, you know, the, in the days following after his death and, and I would talk to him and I would say, listen, I'm, I'm going to live this life. I'm going to be great. I'm going to, I'm going to live a life for both of us something that I can be proud of. I'm going to step in and I'm going to help. I'm going to help somebody. I'm going to help me first, but I have to free myself. So I won't let your death go. You know, I won't let you die in vain, so to speak. So that was really my original why, I guess I do what I do now. And seeing that moment of his last moment, was, you know, the tragedy obviously is there, but it, there's some beauty in it. And I, I really can't describe it. Anybody that has been in that situation of watching somebody um, pass over or whatever, I, I saw it kind of differently. And it was, it was really beautiful. But then who do you share that with? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, how do you share that? So every night I would go to bed and I would ask him, you got to come. you you have to forgive me. You have to get me out of here. You have to, you know, relieve me of this pain. Um, and him and I called each other ugly. That, that was our nickname for each other. We weren't very creative. We just called each other ugly. And, and you know, it, it was this search for him for four years for him to come and forgive me. And, and I found myself at a meditation workshop and lying on a floor in a meditation and he came 
And the voice I heard was, it was never me. It's always been you. You have to forgive yourself. And in that moment, it was gone. And that was, that was, I get, I, I, I kind of hate to say it because a lot of times it gets a little woo-woo when people say this, but that was my awakening. That was my release. That was the thing that I had been looking for all that time. And then from then on, I, I just saw death differently, totally differently. And that was really kind of the liberation for me. Mm-hmm. And how do you describe, like, because you, you work with people and if there are people who are fearing death or they're dealing with others who have the, you know, the pain of others dying, is there a way that you can explain to them how you see death differently? I, I know that's a hard question. Well, it's, it's not. It's actually really, really easy. And the answer is see de- death differently. I mean, and I know that is so simplistic and so, you know, and may sound insensitive, but, you know, we are all living this human construct. We all live this idea that death is the end and it's bad and, and you know, I'm never going to see that person again. But what if, you know, life for people, you know, a lot of people, this life is hell for people. So what if that's it? What if we're already dead? What if we're, you know, already living in pain and, and death is the freedom from that pain? Um, that for me is probably the main thing that I have taken away from all this. You know, my, my mom passed away, oh, I guess about three years now. And she was the most spiritual person I knew. I mean, she, you know, went through a lot in her life, lost a lot in her life and, you know, slowly rebuilt her life to where she helped more people than I could probably ever dream of helping. And because she helped them see who they were. And my mom was always actually kind of looking forward to death, believe it or not. You know, she was curious. She was interested Mm-hmm. In the last 10 years of her life, she suffered a lot. She had, you know, diabetes and she had a, you know, a bunch of health issues. And, and I would always say to her, let me know when you're ready. Let me know when you're ready. And she was so petrified. And then one day I walked into her room. She was in a nursing home and I walked into her room. She says, I'm ready. I said, you're ready. And she said, I'm ready. I'm not scared anymore. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. And that was the path. It was like, okay. And, you know, I got the nurses together and I said, she gets nothing only for pain. Nothing keeps this body alive anymore. It's time for her to truly be free, to truly be free from her body that isn't functioning at all, free from her mind of pain and fear and anxiety of the pain and the fear. And the moment she said that, she changed. The moment she let go of all of that fear and just said, okay, it's going to happen. So I'm going to step in. And I said, this is what we'll do. I said, I, I'm part of a group, mom, that we, we do meditations. And I can reach out to them and see if they will, if we can set up a meditation a, 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 for you to pass peacefully. And she said, oh my God, I love this idea. When will this happen? So 
made the made some uh, emails back and forth, and you know later I I told her okay eight o'clock eight o'clock every night, um the this meditation people will think of you, and they will put that out, and she died uh oh, probably three days later at eight o seven in the evening, and it was it was again magical to me because I know that freedom that you know she she felt and of course the time was such a huge you know such a huge factor and we can all say well i would hope we can all say that we have all experienced someone who has passed moved on whatever you want to call it and you felt their presence you felt them you you know just the smallest little thing so the question is what are we not allowing ourselves to feel and see? What are we, maybe they're, they, they're there constantly and we just don't have the capacity to see them because we are so consumed with the fear, the pain, the mourning, the all of that. Because I, I, would, I would think we would all agree that being in those emotions are very low density emotions, very low energy emotions. And when you raise your energy through meditation, through breath work, through, you know, just being happy and enjoy, suddenly you're much more receptive. It's like putting a different pair of sunglasses on. Suddenly the old pair that you took off that were scratched up and didn't exactly see the color so bright, you put this new pair on and suddenly you see a whole new landscape. You see the colors are so vibrant, they're so alive. And what if that's where they are? What if they are just a higher frequency and we just need to get there? And if we can raise our frequency, then suddenly we can get those impulses. We can get those little feelings, you know, the hair standing on the back of our neck of, you know, maybe almost like somebody walking behind us. Those little things that showed that show us, you know, they're there, they're there. And um, that's what I re really try to help people understand is you are just, it's the perception. It's all perception. And it's a perception that your father believed. It's a it's the perception of death, what your mother believed, what your grandparents believed, what your great, 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 great parents lived. They, we just inherited their perception. And now, especially everything that's going on in this world, I think it's time for new perceptions. We really mm -hmm. have to open ourselves up and look at things differently. We definitely yeah. have to look at things differently. Yeah, I remember, you know, one of the, first times I heard the concept that we don't have to buy into the societal idea of certain things being tragedies. Mm -hmm. You know, we have this idea that, you know, death is a tragedy and, you know, these other events. And what if it weren't a tragedy? You know, mm -hmm. what are the situations and how could it see? And even just thinking about that starts to open up some energy around it to create some space. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Just even having that thought. And imagine, imagine, you know, 20 years from now, having a different perception of what death is. Suddenly you go to the doctor and the doctor says, 
you know, listen, I'm very sorry to tell you, you have cancer. And then you go home and you're, you know, you go to your family and you say, well, you're not going to believe it. I have cancer. And everybody, you know, roars out like you just hit the lottery because <laughs> maybe I really felt that in with, you know, with my best friend, I really felt that he got to go and you're going to leave me here. Like, seriously, I should have been the one. I really had that feeling for a long time. And it that led into, you know, the anger and the frustration and all of that, too. You know, that kind of all, you know, went in because I saw what I saw. I mean, I saw his very last breath. I saw, you know, the last five moments of his life and I watched it and it wasn't tragic. It, it was so it was him going home as woo woo as that may sound. And, you know, obviously people may have, uh, again, you know, who could I tell that to his grieving mother, his, his mm -hmm. grieving wife, you know, his, his kids, who do you tell that to? But I had that feeling that knowing of, I am, I am witnessing his greatest moment right now. I am watching this unfold in front of me and he is getting to go home and it's me and him. And he knows that I'm watching. And that opening of that door, you know, and it took a long time to get back to that, you know, in the, in the initial moments of everything unfolding. But then after, you know, of course you go back into the human, you know, idea of death and, and the tragedy of it all. And, you know, what happens to his business? How does his kids get along? What does his wife do now? You know, is there a life insurance that'll take care of the house and all that, right? After we get past all that stuff, we still have to let go of the pain that's inside. Either right. you let go of it or you live with it. And if you live with it, you just become dead inside. So now, not only did, you know, he's is he's gone now, but I'm kind of dead inside and everybody is kind of dead inside. So we're just continuing this. I don't know exactly how to put it. Just a, a dense, 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 dense energy. energy. Yeah. And I guess so what I'm hearing you say is there's the, the death. And for you, you could see this as Again, I'm just bringing it back to the idea that I brought up. If it's not a tragedy, that this actually is an opening for him potentially, which isn't to say that his family and friends are not going to feel sadness oh, and course. grief and loss. But if it's not a tragedy, it somehow makes it different. Like this was meant yeah. to happen, or maybe this was that it, it, it's, it's because there's less fighting against the fact that it happened. Yes. 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 And that's the thing, you know, even like, you know, as people get older, you know, we all, we all look at that and then we all have to look at, you know, you know, watching our parents, our grandparents, it starts with our grandparents, you know, and, and you watch them get older until the point. You know, they just, you know, they die and we're, we're, 
we're younger and we're trying to understand it all. And then, you know, it comes as you get older and now your parents are in line. And I remember having a conversation with my dad who also had passed. And, um, you know, I said, it's funny, dad, you know, it, I remember you being here with grandpa in my place. And now I'm here with you. And I said, you know, my boys and my, my daughter are going to be sitting here with me because it's going to be my turn. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to be their turn. And it, it it's that it helps so much. I mean, listen, you know, it's dealing with loss is exactly that. It is the loss of this person. It doesn't mean that they aren't free, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's where we kind of get caught up a little bit is we look at how it's affected us instead of where they may be. Right. And right. that really that's a shift in itself. And I love what you said, because when you start opening your mind up to this, you know, death is a, it can be a laser beam focus on a wall, you know, laser beam. It's death. When you die, you're gone. I will mourn you forevermore. And then you can widen that out. You can make that point, you know, wider and wider. And as you do, somehow the comfort gets in there. When you start the, when you start to feel the energy of them, because in meditation, breath work especially, and in meditation, I have felt them all. I have felt grandmother, grandfather. I have been with them, and again, some people may look at that and say, "Wow, that's the most beautiful thing." Or others may, "Well, that just isn't possible." Well, it's not possible if you're in that energy of that lower density energy. I know whatever I have experienced and I have felt. And I think we have all had that moment and definitely some more than others. And sometimes we try to pass it off. Well, you know, I was in an emotional state and this happened to me. Surely that, you know, surely that was this happening or, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of talking to my mom out of desperation and a cardinal lands on my windowsill or a hummingbird comes to my window. Well, that's just coincidence. We, we just want to so badly push these things off, the unexplained off. We just want to push them away. Like, no, this can't be. Um, because, and, and I don't know why, because the comfort in that is so healing the comfort in that. And I, I just really believe that we really need to start looking at this death thing as different. Just again, perception, just different perception of what death is. And then suddenly it doesn't, it, it's not as painful anymore because they wouldn't want you to be going through this pain. They wouldn't want you to go through this loss. Nothing has been lost. It's just shifted. Right. It's just shifted. Yeah. It's powerful. And it's, um, you know, we, but we do have this, these beliefs that have been passed down. So sometimes it really takes some grappling inside your head to wrap it around, to wrap around that. But yep. then there'll be maybe an opening, a sort of a feeling of an understanding of, yes, actually, maybe that does 
feel at some way, at some level true. And so for those of you listening who are out there who are really struggling with this and those who have listened, you know, this has been always a fear of mine. I mean, Mm. my whole life I've had anxiety Mm. around this. It's been one of the things that got me into what I'm doing. And it's learning to to have those moments of feeling that peace and then calling them up again. Mm. And what is it and what brings me back? What brings you back to that feeling hmm. and calling it up again and again and again, and yeah. often through meditation or it can, you know, if meditation, a lot of people have resistance to that. Just what does it feel like when I'm at peace or when I believe that? Yeah. So it's a, it's a big topic. So I appreciate you diving um, so deeply into it with us here. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And I guess my question when you said that, I guess my question to you, is it your death or someone else's? It's really more the loss of someone else. Yeah. It's that fear that I would not survive, but there is some um, uh, opening, you know, I've gotten very far in this, but it's still a very basic thing. Very, very basic. Um but a really a, that the this feeling of it's not a tragedy and there is a space and a place that they're going mm. that really um, I can feel the truth of that in my body. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. that's my, it. That's so, it right there. Yeah, my brain doesn't. My brain yeah, yeah, yeah. fights against it. Yeah. Right. There's a reason this show is called Your Superpowered Mind because yeah. I'm like, what do you do with your mind to get it to where? You're living in peace instead of yeah. grappling with that. So yeah. anyway, we have to wrap up. We are really going over time, but can you remind people the name of your website so they where they can find you? Um, sure. Yeah, and all your work. The www.thefreedomproject222.com. And on Facebook, our Facebook group is The Freedom Project, and they can reach out to me. Uh, through email at scott at the freedom project 222.com. Great. Thank you, Scott. And listeners, I appreciate you being here and um, doing what you can to open up into living your biggest and best and calmest and most peaceful connected life. If you're interested in learning more about what we do here at Super power experts, go to superpowerexperts.com and just check out the three steps that we suggest for unlocking your own superpowers. Until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 